You are Locked On Raiders, your daily Oakland Raiders podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather beaten. He wears a hooded sash. With a silver hat about his head. And a bristling black mustache. He growls as he storms the country. A villain big and bold. Trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. And won. What up, Raider Nation? Welcome into Tuesday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. I'm your boy Q on Twitter at all times, at your boy Q254. Again, that's at your boy Q254. And of course, the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line is always wide open at 707-654-4693. You could always call about any kind of subject, disagree, agree. It's all good. It doesn't even matter if you just want to say, what up, though? You know, I hate the podcast, or I love the podcast, or man, the Raiders are frustrating, or man, I love my silver and black. It don't matter. Anything you want to say, it is all good. Never get judged around here. I mean, yeah, we're, we'll have disagreements. We definitely will have disagreements, but it's all good. Again, it's, it's nothing like it. It's never, ever a bad thing. All right? It's just a lot of good conversation, and uh, we have a lot of fun with it. I enjoy doing this, and I hope that uh, you enjoy it as well. So on today's show, got a variety of subjects that I want to talk about. I do have calls from the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line that I'll be playing. I'll be doing that, though, in uh, segment number three, and it's going to be calls just about uh, random things. You know, it could be thoughts about uh, Derek Carr. It could be about the Raiders' re- relocation in 2019. Obviously, that's a hot subject right now and obviously about the game you know and and anything else that you want to talk about maybe you still want to talk about Reggie McKenzie maybe you want to talk about Amari Cooper I mean it is all good whatever it is I got some calls coming up in segment number three I got about five of them that I'm going to get to today and uh, I know I got a lot more calls that I have to get to honestly I was going through them today I probably had about 15 as of right now and uh, I will get them out by the end of the week uh, if I have to do one show where it's like all just phone call heavy, but you know, I want to get some conversation in as well, but I do want to get all the phone calls in as well. And again, I apologize for not having Friday's edition last week that kind of cut back on some of the phone calls. So don't worry, I'll make up for it. I will get that in. So in segment number three, going to have calls coming up on the podcast from that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line at 707-654-4693. Also in segment number two, going to be talking about the Raiders and the location where they may play in 2019, and also my thoughts on just the final game being in Oakland Christmas Eve, or could potentially be in Oakland Christmas Eve, and uh, I thought what John Gruden said on Monday about uh, about just the last game and what it meant to him and everything, I thought that was really cool, and it actually saw a side of John Gruden so far in 2018 that you know was one that you could say, hey, now I really believe everything he's saying right there. I mean, because you know a lot of things that we've heard from John Gruden have been very questionable so far in 2018 and that's fine I mean a lot of it's just coach speak but I really do think that the Oakland Coliseum means a whole lot to him and so what he was saying on his uh, presser on Monday I thought was really really cool so what I did is I took some of that uh, courtesy of Raiders.com and uh, took the little Periscope video that they put out and I, I just took that part I took that part out, and so I'm going to play that in segment number two. Just him talking about the Oakland Coliseum and what it means to him, and you know, and all that, and his thoughts on 
potentially being uh, the last game on Christmas Eve against the Denver Broncos. And I also, there's a part of it that he says something, and I want to point it out to you, and I might even play it back twice. I want to point it out to you and just make sure you hear that. There's certain times that John Gruden says things, and he'll kind of say it and get over it really quickly, but don't miss out on what he says. So there's something that he says that I found to be very important, and I want to point it out to you in segment number two. Also, I want to give my thoughts on what the Raiders should do in 2019, where they should play, because obviously, like I said, that's a very hot topic. In segment number one, though, I'm going to talk about Derek Carr. And I did talk about him in in brief on Monday when I was just kind of giving a rundown of the game and how I felt the game was going. I want to talk about Derek Carr and what he's done. Because on this podcast, and I know I've been very critical of him starting with the very first game of the season. I've been very tough on Derek Carr. But... I've also said that it's in the Raiders' best uh, interest for him to be the franchise quarterback. I will say, and I want to speak on it, and I'm going to continue to speak on it, matter of fact, what Derek Carr has been able to do since week five with the Raiders, no, it hasn't been great, but it hasn't been all bad. I mean, it really hasn't. If you think about this, he's gone nine games with no interceptions. None. That's not easy to do for any quarterback in the league. Look, he had eight interceptions on the season through five games, and he was leading the league. Right now... He's not, I mean, he's not leading the league, obviously, but, and he's not the, the least interception thrower in the league either. I think there's like, a, uh, somebody has one, somebody has two. I think Drew Brees has like four. You know, something like that. I get it. But eight's not all that bad. Eight's bad in five games, but eight's not all that bad through where the Raiders are through, which is 14 games. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, the Raiders are three and 11 on the season. Through 14 games, he only has eight interceptions, has 19 touchdowns right now. And again, he should be doing better. He should have more. Don't, I'm not trying to give him a, a, an excuse or anything, but Derek Carr has been improving. He absolutely has been improving. And so why I'm bringing this up today is because I believe on Sunday, Sunday night, matter of fact, there was a tweet that's, that went out about what Derek Carr has done over the last nine games with no interceptions. And I basically quote tweeted it and said, look, if you cannot admit that Derek Carr is playing at a higher level and been doing a lot better and nine interceptions or nine games with no interceptions is not a hell of a stat, then you just want Derek Carr to fail. And I got a lot of blowback from that. I mean, I really did. I got, you know, I got people basically saying, oh, you're just seeing what you want to see. And oh, he's scared. And oh, he's not a franchise quarterback. And, you know, everything that we've heard on the podcast from from other people and I'm just preaching to the choir, I know, because a lot of Raider Nation, a lot of folks that listen to the Lockdown Raiders podcast have already said this, that Derek Carr is going to be who Derek Carr is. He's never going to be elite. He is Derek Carr. That's exactly who he's going to be. He's going to be a guy that as long as he understands what he's doing, he's going to probably be successful. Nine games with no interceptions is successful. I don't care what planet you're from. It just is. If you don't like it, you don't have to like it. That's fine. If you don't like Derek Carr, that's fine. You can just come out and say, I just don't like him. Me and uh, and one guy were going back on Twitter, and eventually he was like, you know what? I just don't like watching him play. That's fair. I actually rather you say that than say that what he's done over the last nine games has not been pretty impressive. To not throw any interceptions. And look, I know someone right now is is calling up the Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line and saying, yeah, but, you know, there should have been an interception early in the Bengals game. You're right. There should have, could have, would have, but there wasn't. And sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. That's just the reality of it. Derek Carr has proven to me, and I'm just saying me, he has proven to me that, one, he deserves 2019 to prove that he's the franchise quarterback moving forward. But he's also proven to me that if he has an understanding of what in the world he's supposed to be doing, he can execute it. He just has to understand. And again, this is something that a lot of people have already called on and, you know, have really got on me because they're like, why are you talking about Derek Carr? He's the guy. I'm just saying 
I wanted to to see it. I wanted to be proven. And right now, he's already proven that he deserves 2019, something that I said I was going to give him anyway, just because. He already proven to me that he deserves 2019 to show what he can do in Gruden's office, offense in year two. He's never had a year two under anyone. The one time he did was under Jack Del Rio and Bill Musgrave, and it worked. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it worked in year two. But that's it. That's it. That's the only time he's had two consistent play callers. That's the only time. That's a damn shame. It really is in five years in, his, in the league. And I get it. Some guys just come into the league and they're just absolute studs. And you're like, oh, man, this guy can do no wrong. Like Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. Right now, to me, I mean, the dude's leading the league in passing yards, passing touchdowns. I mean, he's throwing no-look passes. I mean, he's just doing everything. He's got the arm strength of a damn a rocket. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, dude's incredible. He's everything. You know what, what uh, Patrick Mahomes is? He's everything Jamarcus Russell was supposed to be. I think I've said that before on the podcast. But he, he what? He is everything that Jamarcus Russell was supposed to be and clearly wasn't. So you got to give it. There's certain guys that are just special like that. But Derek Carr is, I think he's playing at a level where he's showing that he's understanding the offense. Now, some people may not be convinced. Some people may not want to give him 2019, and that's fine. I'm okay with that. But I think Derek Carr has earned that. Not given that, he has earned the right to get 2019. He has earned the right to say, I, des- I need to be the starting quarterback when the Raiders end up in Vegas in 2020. He has earned that, in my opinion. Now, he can't go into 2019 and stink it up. He's got to continue to get better. But he's trending right now in the right direction. And I say that because Jared Cook is having a career season. Jordy Nelson, even though he's not having a career season, all of a sudden, Jordy Nelson is looking like the guy that most Raider fans thought he was going to be when they signed him as a free agent, right? Seth Roberts is looking serviceable. Brandon freaking LaFell was doing his thing until he tore his Achilles. Martavis Bryant, now he was always a white tiger like John Gruden said. You just really never knew what you were going to get from him. But other guys, Jalen Richard, you know, he's second in the league in, in, in catches. And that's not just saying, oh, Derek Carr's just checking down. Yeah, he's doing some check downs, but Jalen Richard is making a lot of things happen afterwards. He's got a lot of yards. You know, that's similar to what Charlie Garner did back in the day for the Raiders. And I'm not comparing Jalen Richard to Charlie Garner. I'm just saying he's very serviceable. And a lot of times that makes a lot of right decisions. I'm okay with that, especially with the offensive line and the issues that the Raiders are going through. Yeah, he probably, he probably should be checking down. But let me just tell you like this. Right now, Derek Carr is completing 68.4% of his passes. That's the highest percentage of his career. And he has a career best 7.5 yards per attempt. Those are just facts. I'm not going to sit here and throw a bunch of numbers at you. I'm just going to let you know. 68.4% of his passes, highest percentage of his career, and has a career best 7.5 yards per attempt. I'm just saying that. I'm just saying. So that's that's okay with me. What he's doing, again, has proven to me that he, at the very least, deserves 2019, be under the second year with John Gruden. I'm sure he'll have some more weapons around him, depending on what they do in free agency and what they do in the draft. A lot better than some of these guys that we've never heard of. Right now, Seth Roberts is actually playing at a high level. I hate to admit that. I said it a little bit on Monday. Seth Roberts is actually playing well. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's, there's guys. Marcel Aitman looks like he might become a player. But again, Raider Nation, he was a seventh-round draft pick. Just think about that. Marcel Aitman is a seventh-round draft pick that Raider Nation is expecting him to turn into something. And he might. Lee Smith all of a sudden has three touchdowns in three weeks. Lee Smith has seven touchdowns in his whole career, including the three he has this season. I mean, guys are, are, are making plays. Guys are being put in the right position. You know, is he perfect? No. Is he off on, on some of his passes sometimes? Yes. Does he miss a guy every once in a while? Yes. But you know what? I saw Tom Brady stink it up against the Steelers on, uh, on Sunday afternoon as well. 
had multiple opportunities to get into the end zone, had multiple opportunities to pick up 15 yards in a first down. And what did he do? Keep chucking the ball into the end zone, forcing it to Gronkowski, and they end up losing the game to the Steelers. Now, again, not saying Derek Carr is Tom Brady, but, again, every quarterback has rough outings. Derek Carr, to me, has proven enough to say, you know what, you are the guy in 2019. Now, would I still go draft a quarterback in 2020? You damn skippy I would. You know why? Because competition is great. Plus, I don't think that the backup behind Derek Carr is very good. I don't believe in A.J. McCarron. That's just me. So, yeah, I would absolutely draft a quarterback in 2020. Not 2019, but 2020. Unless you can go out and get a free agent that you believe in that, that can really help you out. Maybe a RG3 if Baltimore lets him go, but I don't think that that's going to happen. You know, maybe something like that. But I, I, just, I just don't see that happening. Either way, to me, I think Derek Carr has proven what he needs to prove, at least throughout this season. We needed to see that growth. We talked about that probably like in, I don't know, week five or week six of the regular season. Now we're sitting here, there's two games left in the, in the year, and I think Derek Carr has done enough to say, yeah, no doubt about it, I'm the starting quarterback in 2019. So that was uh, segment number one. I just thought that I had to go ahead and, and let that be known and give Derek Carr a little bit of props because I know, for one, I have been a guy that's questioned him. And I think that that's okay. Questioning a guy is okay. Let Make sure a guy proves himself. That's okay as well. There's one thing I hate, and I know this segment's going long, and I apologize for ranting. One thing I hate about the NFL is that all these guys get paid all, these mo- all this money, especially quarterbacks like Jimmy Garoppolo. He got paid, what, $135-something million for, what, six or seven games? He hasn't proven himself. He might be a total bust. He might absolutely be a total bust. He might just have had a good little stretch. But look, he, he misses all this year with the ACL. Okay, that's one season down. Now who knows? He comes back next season. Will he be healthy? You know what I'm saying? Like All that money San Francisco spent on Jimmy Garoppolo, what if he ends up not being the truth and they spend all that money on him? I like guys that have earned it, have worked over, their, over the length of their career to get the big fat contracts. I just hate that quarterbacks now get all this money just because they're the next guy up. Even Derek Carr. And, you know, I can even look at him. He got that fat contract. Look, Derek Carr's never even played in the playoffs yet. He's never won a playoff game, never, never been in the playoffs because he got injured. Just saying. Some of these guys are out here busting their tails. The Aaron Rodgers, the Drew Breeses, the Tom Brady's, the Big Ben's, you know, the Matt Stafford's. Those guys who have been there, done that, and done something. But these young cats are coming up, and just because their contract is up, well, you got to pay them extra. Got to pay them more. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, we're going to one-up the last dude. Are they really worth it, though? Are they really worth it? That's, that's the kind of thing that, that kind of gets on my nerves. But that's just me. Anyway, that's going off topic, and that's extending this segment a lot longer than it's supposed to be, and the powers of be are going to get mad. So coming up in segment number two, going to talk about where the Raiders play in 2019. Going to let you hear a little bit of John Gruden talking about the Oakland Coliseum, what it means to him. I think it's really, really cool. Before I get into that, though, I want to tell you about DraftKings. And we all know next Monday, huge showdown with Denver. This single game could go a long way in determining if the Raiders could secure the first pick in the NFL draft. And you know, I'm not about losing games, but this game will go a long way in doing that. It could also go a long way for you to win huge cash prizes. Single game fantasy football is the newest way to play at DraftKings, the leader in one day fantasy football. If you've ever thought about trying DraftKings, now is the time. DraftKings has taken fantasy football from just one week to just one game, making it easier to draft your lineup. This is all you have to do. Draft six players from Broncos Raiders game. One captain and five other players. Your captain will earn 1.5 times the points. So you can go for value with Daniel Carlson, or you can go with the star power of the dude who's been making it happen all season long, Jerry Cook. It's that simple. Six players from one game. Just stay under the salary cap and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Go to DraftKings.com or download the app right now. Use the code LOCKEDON to enter a single game fantasy football contest for free this week. 
with your first deposit and compete for your share of over $1 million in total prizes. The code is locked on and it's only at DraftKings, the game that's inside the game. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Segment number two is up next. You are locked on Raiders, your daily podcast on the Oakland Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we are. Segment number two on this Locked On Raiders podcast on this Tuesday. Your boy Q here with you. And I told you late in segment number one what I wanted to talk about in segment number two. And that's 2019, where the Raiders going to play. This all comes from the fact that the city of Oakland is suing the Raiders. They're suing the NFL, the other 31 teams in the league. And uh, basically, Mark Davis has said that he's not going to play in Oakland in 2019 as long as he gets sued. And, well, he's getting sued. So it looks like Monday night against the Broncos, Monday night football, coming up just in a couple days, Christmas Eve is going to be the last game ever at the Oakland Coliseum for the Raiders. Now, I will warn you, we've had this situation before where we thought that the Raiders were going to be playing their last game. I think it was against the Chargers. Was it the Chargers that they were supposed to be playing their last game and it could potentially be their last game? I think it was, but I'm not too sure. I want to say it was Charles Woodson's uh, last game as well, but I'm not positive. Anyway, it was one of those days. I do remember Charles Woodson's last game. That was on Christmas Eve. Uh, I love that one. That was awesome. That was a Thursday night against the Chargers, and they came back and won, and his sons were on the field. Oh, man, that was amazing. That was a great game. There's a lot of good last at the Oakland Coliseum, right? <laughs> so hopefully uh, if it is a last on a Monday, it'll be another great last for the Oakland Raiders. But anyway, the point of the topic and the point of the reason I wanted to talk about it was because, one, it's, it's a hot and heavy conversation right now, and a lot of people have different uh, ideas of what they think the Raiders should do in 2019. And you heard some calls on Monday's show from different people that said, well, I think the Raiders should play here. I think the Raiders should play there. There was one call about the Raiders playing in Utah. You know, there was another call. Uh, I forget where, but uh, there was all kinds of different places where, uh, for, oh, on the road all the time, like basically like carnies, you know, be, be on the road all the time, like a traveling circus or something, you know. I mean, there's all kinds of subjects. And look, that's right. You can make those, uh, those kind of statements because right now the Raiders just don't know. So I thought it was kind of cool that in Monday's press conference that John Gruden always has, you know, he was asked about the, the, the possibility of that being the last game on Monday at the, at the Oakland Coliseum. And I thought that his response was very genuine and I know that that genuine word is hard for a lot of Raider Nation to put behind John Gruden's name right now with everything he's been saying throughout the year because a lot of Raider Nation feels like he's been very misleading and that's fine that's absolutely fine you can feel that way it is all good Uh, some of the things he said I've definitely questioned there's other things I thought okay that could be legit and I've actually you know kind of dove in deeper into things he said and kind of tried to get extra meaning out of it well I thought what he had to say was very genuine so It's only about two minutes, maybe two minutes and 30 seconds at the most, but I want you to hear what John Gruden said on Monday about the Oakland Coliseum and the possibility of the Raiders playing there for the last time and, uh, you know, what it means to him and everything. And I'll warn you before you hear it, the audio is a little jacked up. It's got a little ugly hissing sound in the background. It's like, you know. But anyway, it's only like two minutes or two minutes and a half, so you can can put up with it. It's not too bad. I'm sure you've heard worse. Matter of fact, I'm sure I've given you audio that's worse than that. But uh, anyway, so here's John Gruden, and then I'll give you my thoughts uh, on what I think the solution should be after we hear from Gruden. You know, I'm really sensitive about hearing that. Uh, It's going to be a great atmosphere Monday night, Christmas Eve. Denver Broncos coming to town. I get excited thinking about it. Just raging in the black hole, rock raging down there after the Steeler game, after a lot of wins over the years, you know, seeing a lot of the old highlights of the great Raider teams. Uh, I get excited. I get uh, emotional about it. And um, hopefully we get it all resolved where we can uh, continue to play here. What do you think the next step 
special to you? It's a real football stadium. It's uh, dirt, grass. It's got tradition. It's where some of the best games in history of football have been played. It's where uh, some of the best players in the history of the world played the football games at. Uh, are you walking around before the Steeler game? You see Michael Harris and Lester Hayes, and you think about some of the battles they had in that place. Reggie Jackson lighting the torch. I mean, there's a lot of things that have happened in the stadium. And uh, next question. I get excited. Then I get all this crying about a stadium. <laughs> Will Sunday, Monday night be weird at all, knowing it could be the last game? It would be weird. You know, I remember when I was offensive coordinator at the Philadelphia Eagles, we played the last last Eagle-Cowboy game in the old Texas stadium. And I remember sitting in the locker room looking around thinking, man, some real good coaches and players have played in here. Um, I like the old stadiums. I like the traditional points, to be honest with you. But um, I'm also excited about the future of the Raiders. Who are we kidding? Uh, it's a sentimental time. You about just playing at the stadium and all the greats that have before. Is that emotion that you can tap into or you plan to tap into this week when talking with the players, just not knowing the certainty of what this game could be but the possibility that it might be the last game? Yeah, maybe a little bit. You know, we'll certainly talk about it. But I think at the same time, you know, we're – we're having to address some areas right now on our team that are that are uh, very, very important. Who are the guards going to be? How are we going to move the football? How are we going to function? You know, what's Grant Conley's status? Uh, we got to we got to deal with the day to day aspect of preparing for the game, and then maybe the night before the game, we'll we'll uh, sauce up a video for the guys to get them uh, a true respect to where they're playing again. All right, so that was Gruden, and I, maybe you picked up on where I say I felt like it was very genuine. I felt like it was very genuine and that the Oakland Coliseum really means a lot to him and that he's really going to be disappointed to leave there. And, uh, you know, when he took the job, he said that he's got two more years left in Oakland. I really believe that he believed that when he took the job that he was going to be there. And if you notice right there at the beginning, he said, hopefully this can get worked out so we can continue to play there. I know it kind of had a little hiccup in it, but that's what he said. Hopefully this can get worked out. So we can continue to play there. So I believe that there's a chance. That's my whole point. I believe there's a chance that the Raiders still play in Oakland in 2019. And this is why. One, Mark Davis was at the, at the owners' meetings, uh, I believe, last week when, they were, when the, first, the news first broke about uh, the city of Oakland suing the Raiders. And, you know, he went through a spill of where different places they could play. And, uh, you know, everything's up in the air. And there's a lot of opportunities out there for the Raiders. And I'm sure a lot of cities want to have the Raiders play there for a year. But then he also said... I could because of the fans, not because it's a good business move and not because anything else, but because the fans, he might be a softy and just go ahead and play there anyway and basically pay for his own lawsuit. I think that that's what's ultimately going to happen. I really do. I think that for multiple reasons. One, I think that because... John Gruden, the head coach, is going to want that. You heard everything that that Oakland Coliseum means to him. I don't think he's ready to just walk away from there yet. I think he wants to be in Oakland at least one more year. Two, I think that Mark Davis truly does want to do that for the fans. And I'm sure there's someone right now that's like, oh, Mark Davis doesn't give a rip about the fans. All he wants to do is make money. Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm being naive. But I really do think that Mark Davis would like to be in Oakland one more year and let the fans who have supported this team, even though they know they're moving, you know, you've been living in a house, basically divorced, but you've been living together anyway and still supporting each other. I think there's something to be said about that, and I think that he may just go ahead and chalk that up. And honestly, and I kind of touched on it briefly on Monday, he said, you know what, 
Libby Schaff and him should just get into a, a room and hammer some uh, some kind of uh, agreement out, drop the lawsuit, call it a day, and uh, like I said, have some kind of settlement like everything else gets settled in, in this world, and just call it a day. Honestly, just like Amy Trask was making the big thing about uh, it's, it's not about the team, it's not about you know the city, it's about the fans and what the Raiders should do. Uh, I love that idea by Amy. You know, I went on a big rant about that on Monday. Obviously, that's not going to happen just because this is sprung up on the Raiders. I mean, there's probably multiple reasons why it's not going to happen, but it's not going to happen because it, it just was sprung up on the Raiders so quickly that they wouldn't have time to basically plan out everything that she she had uh, said that the Raiders should do. And again, not saying the Raiders would have done any of that anyway. It was a hell of an idea, and it was a great way to tell the fans that, hey, we love you, we appreciate you. You know, I think that there's not going to be very much. And my man James Arcelana on our Black Hole Banter uh, podcast, he asked me, he's like, what do you think is going to happen on Monday? And I said, honestly, I think on Monday they're going to have a tribute saying thank you on the, on the Jumbotron and call it a day. Because I think for that same reason, everything has sprung up on them so fast. How, what, what can they, you know, arrange that quickly? I mean, I'm serious. It's tough to arrange anything. It's tough for me to arrange a hotel room and, and get out of town when I find out about something like, you know, a couple days ahead of time. Hell, I've been trying to get to the game on, on Christmas Eve myself, and it's, you know, the middle of the week, and I can't do it that quickly. I couldn't arrange. You know what I'm saying? So it's really tough, and that's only one person trying to get from Texas to Oakland. That You would think that that's pretty easy, but with work schedule and everything like that, it's hard to rearrange that and figure out what's going down. I can imagine the Raiders all of a sudden try to put on some kind of extravaganza for the, for the Raider fans that are at the Oakland Coliseum. That ain't going to be easy. That sure ain't going to be easy. That's going to be a tough one. I just don't think they have enough time to pull that off. But ultimately, and, and I'm, not try, I'm not being a homer. I'm not trying to be a dude that just you know reads through silver and black glasses. I'm not trying to be that guy. I ultimately think that Mark Davis is going to cave and the Raiders are going to play in Oakland in 2019. And everybody will know that this is the final season. And it's only seven games. They have an international game, so there's only seven games. They will be playing in London one of their games, and that's considered one of their home games, which is stupid. Gone on that rant before, too. I feel like this is like Rant Tuesday. <laughs> Maybe that's what I'll call it, Rant Tuesday. <laughs> Get your rant on. <laughs> Either way, I don't know. But it's just what it is. It's just what it is, and I think that that's exactly how it's going to shake out. I could be absolutely 100% wrong. I think Levi Stadium is a terrible idea. I don't like the idea of Pac Bell Park. I don't like the idea of, of going across the bridge and playing in San Francisco. I don't want nothing to do with San Francisco if I'm the Raiders. I just don't, and I don't think Mark Davis does either, and I think that he would basically roll over uh, you know, and just say, you know what, let me go ahead and, and, and chalk it up. I know Al Davis would roll over in his damn grave if he knew that the Raiders were playing at Levi's Stadium or playing in San Francisco, but I don't know. And maybe not. Maybe he'd be all for it. I don't know. I just think it's a bad idea, and I think it just takes away from the last season in Oakland if it's not a last season in Oakland. But that's my thoughts. You heard from John Gruden. Again, I apologize for the, the audio not being that great. That was off of Raiders.com. That was actually off their Periscope, so it wasn't the best quality. But, again, I thought it was effective enough for you to hear it, and I thought you should hear it. So uh, that's, that's what I got in segment number two. In segment number three coming up next, going to hear some calls off that Locked On Raider podcast. Voicemail line 707-654-4693. That's up next. You are Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Oakland Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Final segment of the day on this Tuesday edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Going to get some calls off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's get it going. Flavius in Indiana. He's going to give his quick thoughts on where the Raiders should play in 2019. Hey, Hugh, this is your boy Flavius calling from Indiana. Hey, I was just calling about a good place for the Raiders to actually play next year. Uh, would be St. Louis. 
Surrey. I mean, you can get the I-70 Bowl going on again there and keep that rivalry going with Kansas City. I mean, I, I would much rather see Oakland there than Kansas City, but hey, uh, they got the stadium still up and it's only for one year, so perfect spot. Okay. All right, my man Flavius, he's always short and sweet. He's talking about St. Louis. Get that close vicinity rivalry with the Chiefs, and, you know, he'd like to see, uh, he'd rather see the, the Chiefs in, or he'd rather see the Raiders in Missouri than see the Chiefs. So, uh, I don't know. I, I don't really like that idea, but I get it. You know, there's a stadium there, at least for now. St. Louis. Have St. Louis and the Chiefs right there. I can hear the Chiefs fans talking all kind of trash. So, yeah, let's not do that one. Richard in the 510. He's talking about the stadium location for the Raiders in 2019, and... It's still in the bay. Hey, what's up, Q? This is Richard. I was calling. Uh, uh, mostly talk about the, the the stadium options last night. The KBR, NBC Bay Area, uh, Jason Lancaster all reported or that AT&T Park in San Francisco is an option. I think that would be a great solution at this point after everything's said and done. Uh, for the Raiders for 2019 and the 2020 options, you know the city is uh, the city of Oakland and the Raiders situation has gotten toxic, and it's uh, you know so it's just it's not workable. It's not workable to keep continue doing what they're doing. So like I said, I just love to see that next year. I mean, there's some issues there, you know, uh, but uh, you know that area is is a nice area. The stadium is. Is nice off the water. I just think it, you know, after everything's said and done, it's it's kind of like a best case scenario of all the worst case options, you know. So it's just there's all it's just that it's got to this point. Now that's where, like I said, this would be the best case scenario. I mean, I would have liked to see him playing Oakland one more year. Uh, you know, I I got the I got the schedule down. I come in from Stockton, and uh, you know, Oakland's right there, but. You know, if they're playing San Francisco to me, that would be great. And, you know, it still keeps the Alameda headquarters. You can still use that. It doesn't disrupt the team as much as all the other options. I mean, that's just my thoughts. All right, so Richard in the 510, he was talking about what was basically mentioned on uh, Bay Area Radio and what I mentioned earlier in segment number two. Uh, he'd love to see it across the bridge, AT&T Stadium, Pac Bell, whatever it's called these days. Uh, he'd like to see it there. Again, I already gave you my thoughts on that, but that's Richard in the 510. He said he'd be driving up from Stockton, and he'd be okay with going there. And, of course, it's close to the it's close to the uh, practice facilities right there in Alameda, so you can't say that it'd be bad vicinity. So I totally get what he's saying. I just don't like it, but doesn't really matter if I like it. Nah, not really. Nico in North Jersey, he's talking about the game and the fact he didn't expect a lot from the offense given the fact the O-line was in shambles. You know, he, he knew Derek Carr was going to be running for his life. Also, he wanted to speak on Derek Carr and say he didn't want to hear anyone talking bad about D.C. this week. Hey, Q, it's your boy Nico from North Jersey. Uh, a couple things about the game. I know we don't really want to talk about that. Um, wasn't really good. Uh, we, we knew coming in, or at least you should have known if you had a brain coming in that uh, the offense was going to Definitely not produced as it did the last couple of weeks. You know, we're playing with our fourth and fifth string guards. Uh, that's in combination with our two rookie tackles, okay? Um, I mean, I don't know what, what people really expected from Carr in the offense today. Um, I think the bright spot is he didn't throw another pick. I know one was close, but uh, close but no cigar. Uh, he, you know, that brings his streak up to nine games in a row. He now leads the league right now. Uh, active streak with no interceptions. Uh, because Rodgers threw one today. So that's a bright spot. He had little to no time today. I'm um, kind of uh, 
Hubbard all over Colton Miller. He had a horrible game today, Miller. Um, and I think it's 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 fitting without KO. Uh, you see the games without Osemele and and without Feliciano. You know Miller really struggles. This offense really struggles. I mean these guards were not even on an active roster two weeks ago, and, and they come in and they start for the Raiders in Cincinnati, East Coast. You know in their place. I know they're not doing great, but it's an NFL team. Great defensive line, Atkins and 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 company. Hubbard looked amazing today. Like you know there wasn't much to see on offense, um, and they kept it close to the end. You know they had that kick return from Erickson and that kind of really sealed the deal. But, um, you know, bright spots today. Cowboys lost. They got spanked. That was good to see. And more importantly, San Francisco won. So we drop a spot in the order to two. I know, you know, again, we're not playing for the losses, but, you know, you got to take the positives where you can. There's no sense of getting mad at this, at this loss. Uh, I don't want to hear anybody talk about card this week because I'm telling you, I don't know if you can pick any quarterback in the damn league behind that line today in Cincinnati and they would have done the same damn thing. Okay. They didn't throw a pick. You know, there was no quarterbacks this week with 300 yards passing, okay? No quarterbacks in the league at 300 yards passing this week. So it was a bad week all around for quarterbacks. Um, again, keeps the streak alive. I don't want to hear anybody bash Carr because it certainly wasn't his fault today. Um, the defense, yeah, I'm not going to talk about it too much, but you know what I'm talking about. A couple positives we had, with, again, the Cowboys losing, San Francisco losing. You know, we'll take all the positives we can get. All right, keep. Talk to you Good thoughts right there from Nico in North Jersey, and I bet you he appreciated segment number one today. <laughs> I bet you Nico appreciated segment number one where I gave Derek Carr all kind of love, and I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of hate for that. Not a lot of hate, but just a lot of backlash like, uh, come on, Q, don't give him that much love. But uh, anyway, Nico, I'm sure appreciated that. Let's keep this thing rolling. My man Joe in KC, he says he loves what Gruden is doing as of right now on the field, but really does not like what Gruden is doing off the field as far as what he's saying to the media and the players. Hey, what up, Q? It's your boy Joe out here in KC. I just want to give a quick call in. Uh, first of all, man, I just want to thank you for uh, giving the many members of Raider Nation the opportunity to have a platform to, you know, disagree, agree, and just discuss our love for the Raiders. Uh, now I want to get into my uh, my topic. And I, I'm loving what Gruden's doing uh, on the field. Um, I love the chemistry that him and Carr has built, but I gotta be honest about this one thing. I'm really, uh, I really have a problem with the lies that he tells. Like, I mean, they're just flat out lies. Like, dude, what's the point of lying like this? Um, like the, from the Reggie McKenzie thing, the Khalil Mack thing. Like, dude, we know you got the power, man. Go ahead and say, you know, hey, you know, I wanted to bring in my guys. You know, uh, respect Reggie. I respect what Reggie's done. But, you know, moving forward, you know, we want to, move together as a unit, as, as a whole organization, you know, or just not make any comments at all, but to make up these lies and say, well, you know, um, I don't know anything, and hopefully we bring in somebody that will listen, and, you know, just like this this BS stuff, like, come on, man, stop doing this, you know, the Khalil Mack situation, and, you know, all of that, the little sly little comments, and everybody knows that it's a lie. Now, like I said, I love what's going on on the field, but it, like, stop, stop doing that. Just stop. Like, it makes him look like a, a bad person. Just, you know, not even from a coaching standpoint, just, you know, as a person. Like, come on, Rudin, don't, don't, don't do that. Just be honest with the world. 
everybody knows what it is. You know, people are going to respect you more. And I honestly feel like that's some of the issues that, you know, kind of had it came about earlier in the year because people like the players and everything were just kind of like, okay, we don't really, like this dude doesn't seem to be uh, genuine. And I feel like that would be like our only hold up. I, I, uh, I don't want to be the negative person, but, I keep hearing all of these things. I keep seeing it, and I just had to call and say something about it. Like, come on, Gruden. You know, you're not you're not doing any justice by telling these lies, man. Uh, but yeah, that that's my thing. You know, uh, Raiders are going to give me an early birthday present on Sunday. My birthday is tomorrow. Hopefully, they can give me another one. Uh, late birthday present this Sunday uh, against Cincinnati. Uh, you know, just win, baby. All right, ready to go out. Okay, Joe bringing the heat right there. Good stuff right there. And now let's finish things off with Whiskey in the Jersey Shore. He had a lot of things to talk about on this call, starting with Derek Carr. Hey, Q, it's your boy Whiskey down here at the Jersey Shore. Uh, I got a few things to talk about. Try not to be too long. Um, first thing, Derek Carr, last time I called, I was answering your question about what does he have to do. And basically what I said was he's got to put the team on his back and find a way to win game, win a game. And I think he pretty much has proven that he's the guy. Um, I mean, he damn near, they should have beat the Chiefs. They didn't put the ball on the ground three times. They would have got that win. Um, and then, you know, this win against the Steelers, I mean, how can you look at that game? And I mean, I get, I get it. Some people just don't like Derek Carr. It doesn't matter what he does. They're going to just not like him. And that's fine, but um, <clears throat> how can you look at that game and, and, and say he's not the guy? I mean, look, he's got a, a below-average offensive line. He's got he's got no wide receivers, um, and he's got a below-average running running game behind him. So, you know, he's the guy. And that's it. I mean, I don't know what else he has to do to show it, but he's the guy. I mean, all we got to do now is put pieces around him and let him do his thing. Um, the other thing was Reggie McKenzie. I just wanted to say, you know, like you said, everyone pretty much knew, you know, he was going to go once Gruden got hired. And you know what? I think Reggie did an okay job, and I wish him the best. I, like I said earlier, a different time I called, I think he did well um, as far as money went or contracts, and he, he built a pretty good roster, you know. I mean, he didn't do great in the drafts. He did have some good picks. But like I said earlier, you know, he, he, all all GMs are like that. They're hit or, hit and miss on the draft, man. No one's perfect. Um, and the last thing I want to talk about is other Raider fans wanting the Raiders to lose so they get a higher draft pick. And all I'm saying is, there's no guy in the draft that you're like, we got to get that guy. If there was that guy and he was going to be number one, then I can understand wanting them to have a higher draft pick. But there's no guy like that. They have three first-round picks. They're going to have a good spot in the in the draft pick. So just trust the process and let it unfold. Raider Nation, take care. All right, good stuff right there from Whiskey in the Jersey Shorts. Good to hear from him again. Good to hear from Joe and KC, Nico in North Jersey, Richard in the 510, and, of course, Flavius in Indiana. On tomorrow's episode, it's going to be crossover edition of the show. I'll be talking with Cody Rourke from Locked On Broncos about Monday's night matchup with the Broncos, a game that you know we're going to be speaking about for a long, long time for many different reasons. Uh, you know, obviously the most important one and maybe the last game ever at the Coliseum. So that'll be on tomorrow's episode, Wednesday's crossover edition. Until then, as always, Raider Nation, I hope you enjoyed that 
episode and just win, baby.